If you're like me, you care about getting the most from your workouts, which means wearing the finest performance gear. You know, fabric that dries quickly and has superior moisture wicking properties. Fabric so soft and comfortable, you could, well, curl up and sleep in it. Introducing Sheeks, spelled S-H-E-E-X, the world's first performance bedding line. Sheeks began when two former elite athletes and coaches had an aha moment, combining everything we love about quality performance fabric with everything we love about comfortable, irresistible bedding. Unlike traditional sheets that trap heat, sheiks are breathable, so you aren't constantly waking up to throw off covers or add a blanket. So you sleep deeper, longer, and better. And sheiks bedding looks as good as it feels. Colors and styles that can match any decor at a price that will pleasantly surprise you. And right now, you can try sheiks for 30 nights risk-free. Just go to sleepcoolnow.com. Use promo code 1212 and get $40 off any sheet set. That's sleepcoolnow.com promo code 1212. Sleepcoolnow.com, 1212. Good evening, and welcome to this edition of the John... And Leah's show. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week and the events of our often bizarre lives and where we provide you with a three-hour oasis of honesty and rationality in the desert of insanity and deceit, which is the American media, cultural, and political landscape. My name is John Zickler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And Leah, I'm not even 100% sure you're aware of this, but this show marks the second anniversary of the John and Leah radio show. Oh, does it, it really? Yeah, apparently you did not know that. <laughs> I did not. It was two years ago this weekend when we began <laughs> the John and Leah show on a tiny little pathetic radio station just outside of Los Angeles. And we are now currently on 24 different radio stations nationwide, including in most of the major markets in the United States. You can check out all of them at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Let's hope that this is not our last edition of the John and Leah show, especially <laughs> since you're coming in to California next week to do the show in studio. So it would be a real... Yes, sh- I believe security should be on scene. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, I actually have a theory. I could be wrong about this. I have a theory You're going to that- fade with me in front of you? You're going to be nicer to me? <laughs> no, actually, I was hoping you would be nicer to me uh, what? in person. You've been... Oh! You have been very mad, very nasty. You're a nasty woman. Oh my, that is so wrong. You are a nasty woman, Leah Brandon. To quote Donald Trump, biggest bully I have ever known. Uh, Well, maybe maybe in person isn't going to be such a good deal as I thought it might be uh, next week. But hopefully, we'll make it that far with only two weeks now, two more shows, this and next week before the big election. Let the election come. Well, I, I hate to break this to you, Leah, but there's a very good chance that we'll be talking about this for much longer than just the next two weeks, depending on obviously how things go down. But uh, this has been an extremely eventful week, uh, to say the least, and an extremely, I, I, I hesitate to say eventful couple of days because I'm not sure how much has actually happened. But certainly there are a lot of people who are in hysterics on both sides. Uh, because of what happened with uh, the FBI director, James Comey, uh, rele- or not releasing, but sending a letter he knew would be released, obviously, right. by members of Congress. 
uh, indicating that some new emails have been found, which may or may not be relevant, may or may not have new information, may or may not be bombshells, or could be totally, uh, you know, just nothing. We don't really know. But mm. that's been the subject of a lot of conversation, and boy, oh boy, on both sides, on both sides, a massive amount of hypocrisy. I mean, that's the part of this thing that has been so depressing, not just with regard to the Comey situation, but this whole campaign, there's been so many times that is, it's been so depressing and so infuriating when I thought, gee, if the shoe was on the other foot, this side would be reacting completely differently than they are. And we've, well. and we've gotten used to that over the years from the left. That's what the left does. I used to think that the right was better than that, but in, at least in the age of Trump, that has not been the case because the hypocrisy has been extraordinary and the Comey— I mean, look, the FBI investigation was a farce. I think <clears throat> anyone with any objectivity can admit that. It was an absolute <clears throat> farce. So Really? But, so then the uh, yes. guy who led the farce— See, yes. this is where we're going to have a problem, Leah, because I, I require consistency and That's some fine. semblance of logic— in a theory to make sense from A to Z. So if the, if the, uh, and I, I hesitate to get into this because we, you know, this is, this is the segment where normally we just jovially uh, enter the program, but how there's we, none we, of that anymore. We're, 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 we are where we are at this point, but I, I, I guess my, my, you know what, let's, let's hold off because I, I because if we get start down this path, it's going to be too long for this uh, short segment. So, so let's just kind of um, take a breath and I am happy to get into exactly everything that occurred and did not occur and may occur with regard to James Comey. But just to kind of set the scene here, uh, for those who have not heard us before, uh, this this is a very unique radio program, especially during this election season, because Leah and I are both conservatives. She does the show out of Alabama. I do it out of Southern California. Uh, Leah will be enthusiastically in voting for enthusiastically voting for. Donald Trump in Alabama, which, of course, won't matter. Uh, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with my vote, but I'm not going to vote for Trump or for Hillary. Here in California, of course, that doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Uh, I am of the basic belief that there are two liberals who are running here and that one, Donald Trump, is a liberal con man who, in theory, would actually have far greater potential to do much more liberal damage as a Republican, alleged Republican president, who would have a Republican Congress that could not buck him on most major issues, and that in many ways he'd be more dangerous uh, with a liberal agenda than Hillary could ever dream of being, especially if Hillary did not come with a Democratic Senate and a Democratic Congress, which at this point uh, she's not going to have a Democratic Congress. She could still theoretically have a Democratic Senate. So my view of this race is rather unusual, if not unique, in that I don't see a Republican, I don't see, forget about a conservative, and I actually think that in many ways to the so-called conservative agenda uh, that Trump is more dangerous than even Hillary might be, but I'm not going to vote for either of them. So that's that's where we both stand on this thing, and when we come yes, back— Yes, I don't stand there at all. You don't stand where? I don't stand—I do not believe— that Donald Trump is more dangerous. I do not believe because you that don't the, because you play chess. You you play okay. checkers and I play chess. You 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 never you, mind. <laughs> you you play checkers. I play chess. And so right. yes, in a that's checkers, right. You're much and, smarter, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, you don't, because the reality is See? 
the re- the, no, you don't. On this one, you don't. This Leah. is what it is, people. <laughs> no, you you don't know what you're talking about because okay. because the reality is that Donald right. Trump is a liberal. Okay, sure. All right, fine. Let's go to break. All right. So this is on the second anniversary of the John and Leah show. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes down, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I will not be able to say a word because as soon as I start explaining my point of view. I'm going to get cut off and told I'm an idiot. So stay tuned for that, because it's going to be a fun night, folks. When exactly did that happen, Leah? Let's see. Uh, 30 seconds ago? No, no, no. I don't know what I'm talking about? No, no. No no one's cutting you off. When we come back, you just I'm going to give you the... F- <laughs> when, when we come back, I'm going to give you the floor on explaining the entire uh, James Comey uh, email situation, and I'm happy to discuss it as, as long as you want to discuss it. As, as no problem with that at all. So there's a whole lot to look forward to, folks, including, by the way, a brand new sponsor to the John and Leah show. Cool one you should check out right here, right now. Coffee? Oh, thanks. How did you sleep? Ugh, like a baby. I don't want to get out of bed, ever. These sheets are mm, incredibly soft. What did you say they're called again? Performance bedding by Sheiks. <laughs> performance bedding? <laughs> yeah, they're made from super high-tech performance fabric. They're incredibly breathable, so you're not waking up at night throwing covers off and then an hour later throwing them back on. Huh, no wonder I slept so good. Since I started using Sheiks, I sleep like a baby. No more sweaty nights for me. No? Well. <laughs> well, I like them because they're soft. They feel like, mm, silk. Performance fabric, huh? Maybe we should, oh, I don't know. Try them out again. <laughs> <laughs> Comfort and performance for better sleep. That's Sheiks. S-H-E-E-X. Sheiks. Try Sheiks for 30 nights risk-free. Go to sleepcoolnow.com. Use promo code 1212 and get $40 off any sheet set. That's sleepcoolnow.com, promo code 1212. Sleepcoolnow.com, 1212. John and Leah show. My name is John Zickler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And as you could probably tell from the first segment of the program, this is as real as radio gets. <laughs> Maybe sometimes too real. So uh, let's uh, reset and let's start the program over. And let's talk about the big news of the week, uh, and at least with regard to the letter that FBI Director James Comey sent to Congress. Leah, give us the details on that. Okay, so FBI Director James Comey has thrown a huge wrench into the election process by announcing that he's reopening the Hillary Clinton email investigation. This comes as the FBI is investigating former Congressman Anthony Weiner because he was sexting with an underage girl. So apparently thousands of emails from his wife, Huma Abedin, the chief assistant to Hillary Clinton, were found on a shared computer. Director James Comey was under fire from Republicans for the original investigation of Clinton and praised by the Democrats 
Now he's being praised by Republicans and he's under fire from Democrats. Here's Clinton's campaign director, Robbie Mook, with the widespread talking point that's being repeated ad nauseum. What we're asking at this point is that Director Comey just get all the information uh, out on the table, all of it, so that the American people can judge for themselves. Well, now dozens of former federal prosecutors, including Eric Holder, have signed a letter saying that Comey has broken from Justice Department policy by alerting Congress to these new developments. Uh, by the way, Anthony Weiner is cooperating with the FBI, and there is no law which prevents Huma Abedin from releasing all of her emails to the public right now. All right, good report. Um, I think that's pretty fair and, and uh, pretty extensive, and I think that's pretty much what we know at this point. Of course, what we don't know is a heck of a lot more than what we seem to know. Now, let's go back to where we got off the rails in the first segment, because I, I truly want to understand, Lee. I really do, sincerely. I, I, I want to understand what your theory is, and I'm not saying it's wrong because I don't have an answer. I, I, I am trying to figure this out myself. So you indicated in the first segment that you thought that the original investigation, FBI investigation, which led to no indictment or no recommendation of an indictment of Hillary Clinton was, I think you said, was it a sham or? Yes. Some, okay, you said sham. So, so take me through the timeline of what, because that confuses me, because obviously. Okay. I'll tell you. Because just to, just to set this, the context, it confuses me because I, I don't understand how that could be a sham and then you can still explain what Comey did on Friday, which seems to contradict the notion that he was somehow in the tank. So that's what I want to understand. So help me out. Okay. So when I say sham, do you remember the reason why James Comey said that he would not prosecute? No reasonable prosecutor under similar circumstances would do so. And I forget the exact phrasing as to what he said next. He could not find intent. Okay. Intent. Okay. Or, or another similar situation in which a prosecutor had brought the charges. But okay, fine. So oh, Right. Okay, go ahead. He was, he, but he was looking for intent. And if you do remember Trey Gowdy, when Trey Gowdy grilled him, he laid out the case for intent. Mm -hmm. The original intent was Hillary Clinton had a private server. That was so she could circumvent FOIA laws. She destroyed devices. She destroyed evidence. That is intent. He refused to prosecute her for that when every indication okay. is intent was right there. Okay, okay? So, so explain to me why you think Comey decided not to recommend indictment if that was so clear. What, what, what's your explanation for that? I, I believe he didn't want to take her down. Why? Because he did not want to be the one who would bring charges. I think he knew that Loretta Lynch would not prosecute, and I think he just didn't want to be the guy. Okay. I mean, look, you thought I was following you. I was still following you on Twitter at that time. I was following you on Twitter as it was unfolding, you thought without question he is going to hang her. I don't know and then all of a sudden question. he didn't. All right, but, 
Okay, but we all thought it. All right, look, but, but hold on it, a second. Let, let, but okay, Leah. So, so your theory is that he decided, you know what? I just don't have the guts to take Hillary down. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing you're saying that, that somehow. I think that, he knew the fix was in because whoa, 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 whoa. Loretta Lynch met Bill Clinton no, on a tarmac. So, so, hold on a second. So if he had done a press conference announcing he was going to recommend an indictment of Hillary Clinton, you really believe you really believe that a Democratic attorney general would have been able to say, no, I'm, I'm rejecting that? Seriously? Yes. Oh, please. Absolutely. Oh, please. Okay. Are okay. you kidding me? That, no, no, Look not, at what Eric Holder no, no, did. No, that's, that, the political consequences of that uh, would have been far well, worse than what? the indictment that itself. That never happened, did okay. it? But, it never happened. But, but did okay, it. but let's let's go with your theory then. You so, said years ago right. that Hillary Clinton was not going to be indicted right. because Barack Obama would have gotten a heads up. Right. The fix was in. Okay. You knew the fix was in. Hold on, a, Leah. You're talking about two different things. What I, what I, and I, I don't even we were up against the brakes. So I don't even have time to get into it. But I want to understand how it is you reconcile. The the guy who was too afraid to indict, even though he was positive she was guilty, and the guy who 11 days before an election sends a letter with okay. zero information. I think, right. no, no, I don't believe there's zero information. I believe mm-hmm. there's something huge okay, that but, they cannot ignore. But, but Leah, that we, that's ridiculous because we, we just got announced tonight that they finally got a search warrant. Okay, but so, I, so you, there can't be. No, 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 no. We don't know everything they know, but, Zig. But they're not going to announce everything. The, There's Leah, something. You not understand? You, when we come back, I'm going to explain to you how leaks work, and I'm going to explain because I'm trying honestly, sincerely, to figure out what the truth of this matter is, and then we'll talk about what the impact of it is as well on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And we're trying to figure out, decipher, the uh, the events of the last couple of days, specifically regarding the letter that FBI Director James Comey sent to members of Congress indicating that uh, potentially relevant new emails have been found that could be related to the investigation of Hillary Clinton and her private email server. Uh, we've learned little bits and pieces of information since then. Leah and I seem to have diametrically opposed views of what's really going on here. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, Leah, so let's just review. You thought the original first uh, investigation leading to no indictment was was a sham yep. and, and that uh, Comey was uh, effectively afraid to take Hillary out and felt that the attorney general would have put the kibosh on any effort to do so anyway. Yep. And then uh, you believe that he has found a bombshell which required him to then make this effectively public by sending this letter to Congress. Is that a fair assessment? Right. 
I believe that they know that there is something that is going to prove his original investigation was and if when it comes out because it will if it comes out after hillary clinton is already elected president Mm -hmm. the trump people are going to lose their minds okay so i think he's doing he's trying to do a back i think he's trying to play both sides of the fence now just for the record i don't agree that this was the right thing to do okay well we'll get to that in a second but i'm and maybe we're not as diametrically opposed as I thought. This is why I, I like to try to get at the bottom of these things. So, so then just to, to be clear, I, I'm, I'm still uncertain about one thing. On what are you basing your belief that something in these new emails is a bombshell that will prove that beyond any shadow Hillary Clinton was guilty of, of uh, criminal intent? What, what, what's your, what is the basis of your belief there? I just do not believe, given... Uh... <laughs> how much evidence he had in the first investigation and he still declined to press any criminal charges, there must be something really big here for him to do this because he knows it's going to affect the election. He knows, but he had to come forward. That's what I believe. I could be wrong. We don't know. All right, And, and, and look, that's not a completely illogical view. However, there's several things that to me don't make sense with that. Number one is, as I mentioned in the last segment, the reports are that until tonight, they didn't even have a search warrant. So how it is that they could know that there is this bombshell at this point is is a mystery to me. But more importantly than that, even if let's pretend they somehow knew without a search warrant, if that was Anthony the, Weiner. if that was the case, if that was the case, that they had a bombshell, we would know that. No, there, we wouldn't. Yes, we would, because yeah. of the nature of these circumstances and the nature of leaks and the circumstances, the environment, the context, which would have to exist within the FBI for what you're saying to be true. Because if, and look, I, I understand that it's not an illogical view that maybe there was an uprising within the FBI this is insane. We left, let her off the hook. She's going to be president. We have this new evidence. We're all going to look like fools once she's elected. We got to I mean, do something. look at what WikiLeaks could you, put out. Could you let me finish, please? So if, if this was the environment, if this was the environment and they had a... Yes, Leah? No, go ahead. If this was the environment and they had this bombshell in, and in the context of a hyper, hyper scrutinized presidential election where everybody with any even rudimentary knowledge of the investigation can instantly get their story out on deep background to any reporter in America. In that set of circumstances, there would be no possible way to contain the idea that, yep, this is for real. There's a bombshell. Instead, the leaks have all been incredibly nebulous to the actually to the degree of 
Well, as far as we know, these might even be duplicate emails. There might not be anything relevant that's here. That's all but, speculation, uh, uh, though. But that's, I, I'm not listening to any of that uh, crap no, you that got, the talking heads have no, come up with. Le- Leah, it's not talking heads. It's reporters with sources within the Justice Department and the FBI. you got to understand how to read tea leaves. And, okay. uh, and well, if, the original if, if, investigation what? had no leaks. Uh-huh. We didn't know what was right. going on until he came out and said he's right. not going to okay. do anything. Let me... As far as we know, this could have something to do with the FBI and specifically the number two man in the FBI. We do not know. And okay. all well, of these reporters with quote-unquote sources right. have been wrong. Okay, well, the most important thing you just said there is we don't know, which is why it's, right. it's been hilarious to me that so many people have jumped to so many conclusions on both sides in mostly very hypocritical fashion. I wrote a column about this for Mediate, which you can check out at freespeechbroadcasting.com, about this remarkable rush to judgment and the hypocrisy on both sides, because now— as you referenced in your report, everybody has flip-flopped on who James Comey is and whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, and whether he's done a good job or not. Interestingly, I don't think you have flipped, really, in your, in your theory, so I commend you for that. But I'm, what I am saying, though, is if your theory was right, we would be getting smoke signals of that. And we're not getting smoke signals of that. And frankly, the reaction of the Clinton side, which Frank, I, I think is politically stupid, by the way. I think what the Clinton side is doing is is dumb politically uh, to attack Comey uh, because that's what they're now doing. I mean, they're, they're now, and it's clear that they are a little bit panicked. I don't think they're in a full-scale panic, but they're worried and they have reason to be worried because this is, this is like the worst kind of allegation you could possibly have come right. your way because you... Because we don't know. Right, it's like literally, <laughs> it's, it's literally like fighting Halloween ghosts. Yes. I mean, it's so much... Yes, I think this was a poor decision. I really do. As much as I'm happy about it. Well, good for you. You know I what? I think it's a bad bad idea. Leah, I'm so proud of you for saying that because it because I think you will acknowledge based upon what you just said that if the situation was reversed. Yeah. And it's kind of it's not fair, really. It's not fair at all. If our candidate if a, you know, and, and this year we don't really have an R. We have, we have a, a guy who says he's a Republican. Okay, fine. We have a not Hillary, so right. I'm good. Right. We have a not Hillary, and we have a Hillary. Um. So, but if, if let's say it was let's say 2012, right, where we're yeah. all we're all on board. If this had happened to Romney, 11 days out by a by a democratically appointed FBI director, right, we would be going bananas. But bananas at the unfairness of how in the world do you say in a three-paragraph letter, you know, um, we found something could be relevant to to an investigation. But he didn't say this in the letter, but it was later leaked to an investigation of of child sexting underaged. Right. I mean, my God, as as loaded as that could be. So we may have found something. We may not have found something. Could be relevant. Might not be. Just don't want, just wanted to give you a heads up. Just an uh, FYI. Right, just FYI. 11 days before the election. If that had happened to Romney, we would be through the roof. And we yeah. would be right to be through the roof. And it bothers me that our side is so hypocritical now. Well, uh, I, you know, look. Our side um, is so gleeful that finally, look, this is the most corrupt person 
in the world. I don't know anybody more corrupt than this person. And she's gotten away with so much. So they're just happy, finally, that there seems to be something. But still, wrong time. You know what? Here's the problem. I'm just going to lay this right out for all the people who are so happy that this has gone on. Let's say Donald Trump wins. Do you have any idea of the avalanche of illegal election that is going to plague his entire time in the White House? It's going to be George Bush selected, yeah. not elected on steroids. You might be right about that. I I have a similar reaction, and this is referencing what I said a few minutes ago about how the Democrats are blowing this politically. And the Democrats usually do because, you know, they have a, a liberal mentality. And so what offends them is different than what a rational person should be offended by. Or And, and they have no they have really limited ability to understand how to appeal to who it is that might be still an undecided voter or a, a, a movable voter. But if I was, God forbid, in charge of the, the Clinton campaign response to this, <laughs> and, and, and trust me, I'm not, despite what some people have rumored to be the case. If I was in charge, I would, here's the two things I would be going after. I would lay off Comey, at least overtly. I might, you know, I would certainly raise questions about the timing and the fairness and all that. I think that's legitimate. But going after him and his integrity when you just praised him a few months ago is hypocritical and wrong. And I don't think it works. Here's what does work. Donald Trump, in uh, in three paragraphs of nothing, 180 degrees, flipped his view on whether the FBI director was a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. Well, in, I understand that, though. In three nebulous, nothing paragraphs. He right, flipped. because he doesn't believe he did his job the okay, first time, but, and now he's coming around but, and doing his job. So but, I understand that. No, but that's, hold on a second. That, 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 that is not, that's not the quality you want in a president, that they're going to change their position on oh, whether please. our FBI director is a good person or a good guy <laughs> or a bad guy on three paragraphs simply because it might benefit them in the short run. And then on top of that, similar to what you just said, Leah, the second point I would be making is let's let's – Plan this thing out. Let's say Trump somehow now wins this thing. Not only to your point, will there be you know selected, not elected? Oh, it's going to be awful. But 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 even more importantly than that, let's say Trump were to win, and Comey stays as FBI director. He's got to go. The, I, 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 he's no, got to go. But, 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 but Leah, what if he doesn't? So so now Trump is in an an incredible conflict of interest where. No matter what he does, and let's say Comey stays, now the entire FBI has been totally compromised because— Well, it already has been. That's okay. why he's got to go. Right. So, and, But, Leah, it's Trump. It's Trump. Trump just already decided he's his best buddy because now he might be back in the ballgame because of three paragraphs he wrote in a letter. So, Well, but look, I mean, Zig, that's ridiculous. That's not, you can understand how he no, could feel that no, way. No, 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 no. Well, let's, let's take a break. We got, this is too important to let go. You're listening to the John and Leah Show on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Real quick, I just want to readdress my point about how I think the Clinton campaign ought to be attacking Trump for his reaction to the James Comey situation. And then I want to explain my theory about what really happened with Comey. But so, so real quick, Leah, not to belabor this, but I, I think that you're not giving this enough significance. My point here on Trump is, and this is consistent with the way his mind works, everything is about his own self interest, whether it's Putin and Putin is a classic example. Putin gives him one compliment and, and Putin turns from a horrible dictator into a great guy who we ought to be friends with. And similarly, Comey goes from being a, a guy who had a sham investigation of Hillary Clinton and is, is a no good FBI director to a guy who's might be pretty darn good. And by the way, he even, he even said, he even said, maybe the system isn't as rigged as I thought. All right. based all based on three nebulous, factless paragraphs written by one guy. And the only thing that changed Trump's mind is it was good for him in the short run. No, it's because James Comey is finally doing his job. We don't know that. I don't wait a see you, how wait, hold that on, can hold on. actually be hold a on. You, you're the one who point. Said that you're, you're, you're the one that said that the letter was a mistake. It is a mistake for the election, I believe. Okay, but we have no idea whether it means he's doing his job. Here's what I think. Here's what I think was really going on. My narrative is this. I think Comey uh, had the best of intentions with with the first investigation, and I think he had a tough call. I don't think it's nearly as easy as, as you make it sound, especially given the gravity of the circumstances. And much like John Roberts with the Obamacare, which I vehemently yep. disagreed with him on, uh, vehemently disagreed with him on, but there's that in the real world, that stuff matters. And he had to understand the implications of what he was going to do. And Especially take- when Loretta Lynch meets Bill Clinton yeah. out well, on the tarmac. Doesn't that send a signal to him? Come on. Uh, I actually, Hello. I, think, I actually <laughs> think that, that was, that's coming back to bite them now because that might have played a role in why Comey did what he did this weekend. But let me just... Finish the narrative here. So I think the call was tougher than than you think it was legally. I, and I think that he found a, a just, much like Roberts did, he found a justification legally for not doing something that he did not think was in the best interest of the country. So he gives Clinton a pass. Now, if, if, if you think about this in terms of a referee in a football game or a basketball game or an umpire in a baseball game, whatever sport analogy works best for you, he gives a very close call. He gives it to Clinton. So then we move forward now. And the emergence of these new emails come about because of the Anthony Weiner investigation. It is my belief they don't know crap about crap at this point. But he believes that he he might have, a, by the way, a personal obligation because of his testimony in front of Congress to inform Congress of any new developments. And so he's covering his own ass personally, but he's also, in effect, doing a makeup call because he gave Clinton a pass on the first tough call. Now he's got a second tough call, and he decides, you know what? I gave her the last call. This time I'm going to put my finger on the scale in the opposite direction because I know, at least he should have known, this is going to become public. And even though we don't know at this point 
how significant, if at all, this new revelation is. I know that this is going to stick it to her just a little bit, and maybe even the score. That's that's my philosophy, because that is consistent, or my theory, because that's consistent with everything we currently know. I am willing to bet at this point, and we're not going to know until way after the election, which is part of the travesty of this whole situation, the absurdity of it. I am willing to bet that nothing significant has been found to this moment and that nothing will change the ultimate outcome of this investigation in the long run, regardless of what happens in the election. Can I prove that? Absolutely not. That is my gut instinct based upon the reading of the tea leaves, the lack of any sort of bombshellish leaks that would come out of the FBI and the nature of that letter, because I think that letter would have been much more direct if what you think is the case actually was true, that they knew something for sure, and also the fact that we we learned tonight that they finally got a search warrant for those emails. That's a narrative that makes a little bit of sense to me. We are in agreement. We are in agreement that that letter was not fair. And and now what's the impact of that going to be? That, I think, is the million-dollar question, and, and I'm not sure. I... I mean, well, what? I mean, the the polling has been that six in 10 say it won't make any difference to them and three out of 10 say that it will. Yeah. And I saw that. But the problem with that polling is you don't know which portion of the population is saying it makes them less likely to vote for Hillary Clinton. If it's the 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 40 percent that are already voting for Donald Trump, for sure then it's irrelevant. If right. it's if it's a portion of a chunk of that is people who were on the fence, now we got a That's different big. then we got right. a different situation. So that that poll is interesting. It's much like the the Comey letter itself. Interesting, but kind but of potentially we don't know exactly what it's <laughs> right. All kind about. of irrelevant as well. Interesting, <laughs> but potentially totally irrelevant would be the the way to describe both the Comey letter as well as that that uh, polling data that you rightfully uh, cited because that did get a lot of play today. Now the polls have been tightening. I'm a little confused as to why I know why, and you don't believe it. You called me delusional in an email today. That is true. Well, in the next hour, we're going to talk about where this thing goes from here politically, because that's what really matters at this point, Uh, 10 days away or or actually nine days away uh, from a, a presidential election and um, and also my explanation or, or analysis of where the state of the race is, plus a whole lot of other news that occurred this week that was related to the presidential election. We'll talk about uh, James O'Keefe and Bill Clinton, Inc. Uh, and, by, and, and speaking of James O'Keefe, I got a hilarious and highly coincidental, but I think illuminative story regarding James O'Keefe and Project Veritas and whether or not James O'Keefe really as he's been saying, is in danger of his life because of his revelations about the Democratic Party and trying to uh, influence elections potentially illegally. All that and a whole lot more in the next two hours of the program. It's the John and Leah Show. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. I'm John Ziegler. She's Leah Brandon. Stay tuned for hour number two coming up next. Next. 